The following conversation, subject matter, and overall podcast series features individuals who could be considered by many to be too outspoken, too vulnerable, too taboo, too loud, and or too obsessed. Welcome to This Is Too Much with Andrea Londo. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I am here with Anna, a licensed therapist, And she's here to help me talk about what it means to be too much. I'm really excited to talk about this subject because I feel like it encompasses a whole lot of little emotional umbrellas (laughs) for all of us. So before we started recording, Anna and I were just talking about different ways in which this has and truthfully still does present for us in our life. For example, for me personally... My more tangible examples are like being a super perfectionistic type of student growing up and doing up to eight hours of gymnastics a day and just like all of these intensives in sports. And then there's also the more emotional component of being too much, of course, like being too loud or too outspoken or too feisty or too opinionated Or the opposite of that, like being too quiet or too reserved or too shy. And as we were talking about that, it brings me to this other aspect or umbrella of what it means to be too much that we were also talking about, which is almost like this racial stereotype that can be associated with your culture or who you are or where you come from. So both Ana and I are Latinas and there's this whole world (laughs) too muchness that comes with that honestly like being too curvy or too conservative or too out there or even being called a crazy latina or whatever it might be so that's basically what we were talking about and where we're at right now and what we'll be talking about today more of hopefully a lot more and i'm just I'm really excited to have you here, Anna, and that I get to pick your brain about it and hear more of your thoughts on this. So welcome. Yeah, no, I was super, I was super excited to talk to you about it. And I definitely can relate. And I think a lot of, you know, people I work with are what I call like high achievers, you know, and, and it's a broad term, it's not like a clinical term, but who, you know, from a young age have excelled and probably in excelling, you got praise and attention. So you keep doing it, you keep doing more and more and more. And I think it's confusing because on one hand, doing more gives you praise. And on the other hand, there's the flip side of people that are like, oh, like maybe your friends growing up that are like, oh, why are you doing so many things? Like, there's just so many like mixed messages. Yes, I think that that's the main thing. Even when I was thinking about like how to discuss what too much is, I think it's there's like a duality to it. You know what I mean? There's like that aspect of you that feels really proud about yourself, about like all these things that you are. And then this other part of you that also kind of feels a little bit ashamed or like a little bit like, oh, I can't be that because I'm going to make other people uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know if that makes sense. Does it? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, it does. And I mean, um, I always say like as a therapist, I don't disclose that much about myself in session, but as, you know, for the podcast purposes and making interesting, I'll just use, you know, some personal anecdotes. Um, oh, yay. I love um, yeah, yeah. And I just think like, yeah, I think that like my mom is from Costa Rica. My father was like Jewish American. And I think that 
um, it definitely is like dichot. There's a dichotomy there of like um, my mom's messaging about well, excel and you know like the immigrant parent mentality of do well, succeed, but then be quiet or um, lose those five pounds, like kind of like fit into this like very specific box, which gets confusing, especially when you're trying to like become your true self growing up, right? Yes, I think that this whole concept or feeling too much to me when I was thinking about it also is kind of this this struggle with like inauthenticity. Is that the right word? You know, I think like so. you've yeah, I think like so. you've been you like we've overcompensated in certain areas of our life and I think I totally relate to what you're saying about um like the immigrant parent type thing because I'm Mexican um, with both my parents. And I think 1 million percent, it's like, be very good in this, you know, like, oh, we're so proud of you because you're so good at this, you know. But in in these other areas, it's like, no, we don't do that, you know. And we are very mindful of what other people might say, which is interesting because at the same time, I think you're met by like, Nowadays, if I say, like, why do you care, though? They'll be like, no, 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 I don't care. And it's like, well, <laughs> you, you say you don't care. But... Oh, I know that. I know that. Yeah. yeah. I think that what you're also getting at, too, correct me if you think I'm wrong, is just that, you know, if you're excelling and doing well and they're praising you for it, but then at the same time, you start to identify, like, in order to be loved and accepted, I have to be this. But as we get older into adulthood, you know, adults, like, you know, a lot of what we work on in therapy is just being you and not being, like, the version you think others want to be of you because it creates a lot of anxiety and conflict. So I think, like, it's hard when those messages are really instilled, which I think they are in many cultures, by the way, of, like, excel, succeed, um, look a certain way, um, you know, like the standards being very high. Yeah, I think every culture of 100%, like we see that. And in a way it becomes like the stereotypes that we know today, but then those could be like misused or overused or just generalized too much where we judge people that we don't even know based on these things, you know? But, totally, totally. But yeah. Well, I you and I had a conversation about that, right? Like I think this yeah. is relevant of like, oh, you, you know, you look like this on Instagram. Then yes. I thought this, 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 and I don't want to think that. And then I met you and it's like, oh yeah, that's so cool. This is like a whole other side of you. And, and I think we're just trying to humanize, like everyone has impressions based on like social media or, you know, you're an actress, probably based on your roles or things like that. But, yeah. and even me as a therapist, right? There's like a lot of impressions people could gather there. And, I, yeah. but I think it's like, it's okay, but how do we challenge them? And I think how do we keep like showing up as more of our authentic self? I'm working on that too. So I'm with you. I know. <laughs> it's very hard when you, based on what you were saying before as well, but remind me to come back to this, that, you know, like when you become, I think it becomes really overwhelming when you identify yourself as that high achiever. Like when you are that, like this is who I am. I think that was me when I started therapy. It was like, well, I'm this and I'm this and what what am I when I'm not working and when I don't have a job lined up? Like, you know, it was so stressful because there was this pressure of what other people were going to think of me. Like, oh, she's failing or like, oh, she's a has-been actress or she's like, you know, there was all this pressure that I felt about myself because I only valued myself through that. And I think that's kind of like the aftermath of the too much thing, you know what I mean? Like doing too much and and, um, and all these things that 
ultimately are like inauthentic. It's like, no, it's okay to just like be home sometimes. And it's okay if you don't have a job lined up and it's okay if you don't know things, but I don't think we're like taught to, um, just be like, Oh, I'm okay with what I'm doing right now, which is relaxing, which is resting. Um, and it's really interesting. Yeah. And I, I I mean, I think you brought up, Oh, sorry. Yes. I was just going to reflect. I think it's like, uh, you know, like a lot of times uh, I work on with myself and with people in therapy of like, is it okay to just be where you are and actually acknowledge that where you are is good enough? Sometimes like we're way further along also than we thought. We just haven't taken a second to like notice actually. Yeah, one million percent. And I love that whole thing about you know, you're complaining now, I mean, complaining relative term, you know, but if you look, if you really look the way you're saying, like, if you take, if you step out, it's like, you're so much further than like, you're 19. Like, I always think of me at 19, moving to LA to be an actor. I'm like, she is so proud of you. Like, that makes me so emotional even saying it. But I am, you know, I think it just, you have to step back to sort of really take that in and not um, like, I don't know what the word is, like, not really, like, hit yourself on the back, like, all the time with, like, but I'm not here yet, and I'm not there yet, and I haven't worked with this person, um, but based off what you're saying, too, I love that you brought up how we talked about, like, oh, how this is how you might seem on Instagram or whatnot, because I think that's part of the whole, like, too much like the app like what it what it does to you you know what I mean I think and we talked about this a little bit before so I want to get into it Mm -hmm. you know you said something to me like well first off I'm talking about a minute I have so many thoughts going on in my head no no this Um, is great I I remember reaching out and realizing that I was reaching out to a lot of women that I wanted to speak to because I mm-hmm. thought you guys were amazing. And I was like, oh, I really want to talk to you. That would be such a great conversation. And then I immediately noticed myself get like super insecure because I was like, oh, but they're not going to want to talk to me. Like they're going to see my Instagram and they're not going to think that I'm smart. They're going to think that I'm superficial or they're going to think that I'm – XYZ like I was already kind of uh putting myself down almost like through the eyes of someone else and I think that's a lot of there's like a there's like that's what I mean about the inner conflict of like the too much concept because there's a part of me that feels very burdened by uh is this a good enough photo for Instagram is this a good enough thing to share is this a good enough version of me for my brand for my image and it gets really exhausting and I think that's what I was going at at the beginning too it gets very alienating you know and I remember you said to me yeah I mean I did think like oh wow she's always like you seem like the type of girl that's always like ready for a photo and like you know and and I'm not like I'm 100 (laughs) no you're fine it's just like I think it, it like but the but I but I know that you know because that's the image of myself that I put out because I'm so scared of like sharing the pimple photo you know yeah yeah well I th- I mean I think that was why it was cool that you're doing this because like it's just a photo just says one percent of like I feel like everything we have going on so it's cool to like 
I think that's why podcasts are so big, honestly, right? Because it's like kind of a messy, fun, like raw space and everyone wants that. And um, I think that um, like Instagram and Facebook and all these things, like I definitely, you know, in college for me was when Facebook was like getting big and like, I mean, we all did it. We all do it, right? We, it's nice to be perceived like we have our shit together for lack of a better word. That's also fine too, right? Like we can, we can, I think like that's why I quickly after I said that, I was like, and I think that's cool that you have your, because I think the problem is, is like we can't say like you can't be all things. I think that's what we're talking about today too is like how do we embrace yeah. like, that part of you too, right? Yes. And I think you can be many things. Mm -hmm. I think the the part that we sometimes I don't know if it's go wrong, but it's, you know, if you never, if you only share that one part of you that you feel safe sharing because it's the part of you that's gotten praise, which as a Latina girl, yeah. it's like, oh, you're so pretty. Or like, oh, look at you. <laughs> Dude, there's a lot of compliments on your physical appearance, I think, in Latin culture. Like, it's a very important aspect. And we also talked about this, about, you know, that, like, you're going out of your house and your parents, um, I was just talking about this with, a friend actually like how she was home and she's Puerto Rican and she was home and her mom was like where are you going like that and she's like what do you mean I'm just going to the store and she's like well not in those flip-flops like what if people see you like you're not dressed appropriately and she's like I'm going to the store so that has been instilled in us forever and I think funny enough mm. that leads to like the Sofia Vergara character in um in the show, I don't, I, I'm, yeah. I'm snapping on the yeah, modern, modern family. family. Like she's yeah. always like, boobs are perky and she looks fucking amazing. And, and like, oh, bless mm -hmm. her. I love her. But, mm -hmm. but that's not just a, an empowerment thing. That's also just like how you're raised. Like this is what makes you good enough. This is what makes you, you know, like stand out in a way where you can be proud of your Latina-ness. I mean, I know that's not a word, but yeah. Yeah, and, and, and it's interesting you say this because I feel like uh, for me it was like, yes, there was that with my family, but there was also the minute I was, you know, especially like in high school or whatever, the minute I was showing any cleavage or anything, then that, if names were thrown around that I looked this other way, like I'll say, <laughs> on the blanks. Uh, but I just think then it really starts to irritate you because yes. you're like, well, where is the mark? Like, you know, the, and I think that is maybe like the – theme of like some of what we're talking about today is like how do we find the mark within ourselves and with other women like who share our values and like how do we like parent ourselves and like hit the mark for ourselves and it's really hard if we've been raised in like a hypercritical I would use that word like way where it's like everything hypercritical in the sense of like you know like the flip-flop like a yes, minute detail is what's criticized yes. No, you you nailed it. I'm listening to like, yes, yes, yes. I think that because that ultimately that is what too much is, you know, like you're feeling too much. Oh, I'm way too overdressed. Like this is too much for this event or like I am too much on my Instagram. Like how do I scale back? But then I'm like so scared to be a normal person um, or like, you know, not normal person, but you know what I mean? Like be like, oh, I have a pimple there. I'm not going to post that. Yeah, to, just be, to, to be like, yes, to, to be just like in a candid moment kind of a thing. Yeah, exactly. But like a true candid yeah. moment, not like a, not like mm -hmm. a cute candid moment where it's like, oh, that's a really cute because yeah. I, because I love cute candids, you know, but I'm yeah. talking about the, the not so perfect version of us, you know, it's so, it, what we're talking about is 
is so fascinating to me. I recently came across a YouTuber. Her name is Christina Macas, even though you spell it with a Y yeah. instead of an A in her last name. Yeah. And this is not a tangent, I promise, but she talks about <laughs> like over shopping and decluttering. And then like she went from like being a shopaholic with like so much debt, like over a hundred grand in debt because of student loans mm. and all these other things mm. to being like a minimalist and paying off her debt. And she always, and she mentions very often how part of the reason that we shop is not really for ourselves, but for our fantasy selves, you know, for like this idea, yeah, for this like idea of like who we want to be. And I almost think that Instagram is, can be really bad for us because, and I don't know if anyone else does this, but there's days I've had bad days in my life, like where I don't feel good about myself, where I'm like, ugh. I used to be cute. Like, I'm comparing myself to, like, (laughs) my Instagram. I'm comparing myself to my fantasy self. You know, it's like looking at a picture of yourself, like, 20 years younger and being like, oh, I used to have great skin, you know, or something, whatever. Yeah, it's interesting you bring this up because today, this morning, you know, I, I I have the day off mostly and... I have to admit, I was like, oh, I should really get like a facial, but a better facial because I'm starting to get fine lines. But which facial should I get? And I started to like kind of ruminate and I've kind of been on this for a few days. But I think what I think is like important, I think probably the YouTuber too is like, what am I really looking for here? I can get the facial if I truly want to get the facial, but what am I really seeking? And I think it's like I'm seeking to not change and like to not age at all because that makes me uncomfortable. I always felt like, you know, a younger person and, you know, getting into a bit of a different age group there, but it's like, I can't stop that and that's uncomfortable. So I can get the facial, but what's the real discomfort here? And I think like maybe it relates to some of what you're getting at too. Because I think you then you also have to grapple with uh, a different a different version of too much. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like, you know, this person is, why is this person trying to be young? Like when you see that a lot of, you see a lot of that type of stuff, like not saying that you're not young. I just want to preface that. <laughs> I mean, like I the that. whole, I mean, like, the whole yeah. culture of seeing like somebody that's 70 like extremely pulled back and yeah. like botox and all these things and it's i think it's also because we praise being young you know what i mean and like uh only that version of our life and then you become too much when you try to like stick to it you know and i think that that's what you're saying yeah like the duality. Yeah. What I'm thinking too is like, actually, I think, you know, when I said Facebook came about in college, so that means that like I, you know, am maybe like, you know, the millennial generation of like images were big, right? You could see quickly what everyone was doing and that creates pressure, right? And I think it's yes. been followed into like, you know, how maybe you use Instagram too, right? Whereas the generation before, no one like I see that too with people that are like in their like mid 40s right that didn't have that it's like they don't feel that as much because it's like that wasn't a thing whereas it's like I remember my first photos in college like just really like curating them and I was also struggling with like a bad eating disorder so like there was other there's other things going on but it's like I think that creates pressures we see a lot of images all the time so it creates some if I didn't see all the images if it was just like a magazine like if we existed in like the 90s it's like it's a little different 
Yeah, it is different. It because it's constant bombardment with what you should look like and 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 um and what is right and what isn't. And I think sometimes and this is something that I talk about in therapy a lot, like I have such a struggle with relaxing. Like it, but not even like at home relaxing in the sense of like well I want to like just delete my app for two months and then I think to myself but what happens if I don't post like what happens if like was everybody gonna disappear is everybody there's such a keep it keep it up keep it up keep it up keep it up and I think that translates to absolutely everything including body image and our face and (laughs) and it's just like this constant this constant pursuit to be the fantasy self, which is so exhausting, you know, because that's not authentic. Like, as much as I want to be walking around in heels, like Sex in the City all day, it's like, no, I like my sneakers. <laughs> like, I'm, you know, I... Yeah, I had a moment when I was in this exercise class, like this was pre-pandemic, and I looked around, I'm like, are these people, do they have great self-esteem? Is that why they're here? You know, because ultimately that's like why we exercise, right? Is to feel good. I'm like... No, not necessarily. Good to know, right? That like how you feel and your sense of self, it's not exactly your weight or what you're wearing. Even those people we, you know, beauty icons, they're not necessarily the most confident. Like, so I think it's like a trap, right? To think if we become that, whatever that is, we'll be happier. We know that's not true, but it's hard to remember when, again, we're being bombarded with images and like how we should be. I think that's what leads to the too much thing is like how we should look, how we should feel, and then if we don't feel like that, we're too much or we're bad or whatever, maybe. 100% agree that it leads to being trapped. Like there's this there's this very famous Mexican actress. Her name is Barbara Mori. I don't know if you know her. Mm. She played Ruby. Mm-mm. Like, oh my God, you, it's amazing. Yeah, you'll have to, after you'll, you'll tell me more. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> she, I remember being younger and seeing an interview that she did for GQ because she's just gorgeous and they asked her about beauty and they said, you know, did have you felt that beauty has opened doors for you? And she said, yes, of course it has, but it also, it's also opened doors to cliff edges. And mm, that's good. It was so good. Like she she's she's extremely smart and I and you can see that in that quote, you know, because I think I think that's so true. It's like, yes, all these things that we're told makes the formula to happiness actually only leads you to more misery. You know what I mean? It's like, because it's like, you know, you had an eating disorder. I've definitely had issues. I don't know if I would call it an eating disorder, to be honest with you, but I've had extreme issues around food where there's been times in my life where I'm like counting calories and then I just hate myself if I would go over something because I'm hungry. Like, God forbid you're hungry, you know? So, like, I was younger when that happened to me and I, when I thought that way, but I still every now and then struggle with like, oh, I had that cookie, oh my God, that was delicious. And then feeling like guilt of like, oh God, but where's that cookie gonna go? Like, did I, did I, you know, like, and then it's like, no, no, calm down. It's like, that shouldn't be the primary focus of your life. Like if you're having a good time and even just yesterday I was at a dinner and it was so lovely and like um, with a new friend of mine and her son like made, makes like desserts from scratch like it was insane and he put out these cookies and they smelled amazing 
And I caught myself for like a split second being like, oh, should I eat the cookie or not eat the cookie? And I think it's like a never ending, like that's the, it's the same thing with the too much thing. It's like, oh, do I work out or do I not work out? Well, well, why are you working out? Like, are you super tired and forcing yourself to work out because God forbid you don't burn 200 calories today? Or do you need, do you need the, the, the energy expense, mm-hmm. you know, and you want to do a little yoga and you're going to feel so good after like, that's okay. But it's, why are we doing these things? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I had a friend and she was saying that, um, you know, we were talking about body image and uh, weight and things like that. And she was saying like, this is because I think if I have that, if I have that body type, I will be loved. Right. And I, we know, mm-hmm. we know that it's not true because we know, like beauty, again, beauty icon type people don't have the ultimate best loving relationships. For example, that's always like a good point of comparison because sometimes when you look a certain way, you get into a situation where in a way people are not like seeking you to love you, right? Sometimes actually it's the opposite. They're seeking more to obtain the person. Um, So again, it's a little bit of a trap, um so it's like a good thing to keep it's like why why I think like a lot of like the too much and the body image and the beauty myths and like social media and even like that we can't be too much emotionally is like but why and it's like who right. who told us this and what are what what do we want for ourselves I mean mic drop like yes like that's that's exactly <laughs> it you know I I think also what you're saying about who told us that I think that's really important to to discern because I think I've realized through going to therapy like the couple years that I have been I know it's not like doesn't make me a a professional but that question is ultimately what matters is like sometimes we're shaming ourselves or like really hounding ourselves over something and then it's like, but wait, who's actually saying this to me? Like, where can I trace this back to? And, you know, sometimes this, like, mortification over, oh, do I, I don't want to put on makeup, but I'm going out to dinner. Okay, fuck. I'm going to put on, you know. It's like, but yeah. wait, who's saying that to me? Who's forcing me to put this makeup on? And I think it's, I think it's, it's that, you know. It's like, who gave me this belief? And maybe, and it's not to blame our parents, you know, because like there's like that cliche that therapy is all about blaming your parents. I don't think it is. It's just about like discerning, like, yeah, my parents might have given me this very negative belief because it's their own, you know, it's their own generational belief that was imprinted onto them. And so they're giving it to me, but it's, I am an adult. It is now my responsibility to be like, you know what? No, I'm not going to wear makeup and I am okay. I am like good enough yeah. still. Yeah. I, I forgot my makeup bag somewhere. So I couldn't really wear much makeup today. I meant to tell you when we first got on, I'm like, oh. but I'm like, this is a sign. I'm like, I need to just show up how I am and be okay with that. And so it's like put a little, I found backup makeup, but yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, but it does, but it is hard because I, I recorded another episode of this and the lighting was so bad. And I all for I was mortified thinking to myself like I look so bad right now and I was so mortified about it 
But then it's like, but you're not here to look pretty. Like you're here to talk about this subject. Well, like, I you think, know, I think the, pro- the problem is right. It's, it's a fantasy too, right? That one day mm-hmm. will look one way that will somehow, I don't know. Right. Like, yes. Um, it's, it's not some like in another type of job, right. Another type of industry, you can meet a very linear mark, although there'd be other struggles, but yeah, I think it's, it's like, I think it's, it's, I think what I've realized for myself, I'll say, is if I keep the carrot that I can never reach, like that's something so familiar for me. It's like unreachable. I'm not enough is a familiar thing. And it and, and it kind of on some level does amuse me because it gives me something to keep grasping for. What's more unfamiliar is what if I am enough? You know, there's some funny TikToks about this actually of like, you know, um, I think it was like, I can't remember who it was, where um, his wife said like, oh, I want you to tell me, validate me more. And he does. And then it cuts to, but I don't believe him. Right. Cause it's, <laughs> it's, it's just so familiar. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like the whole affirmation thing of like, I am strong. Yeah. I am beautiful. Like looking in the mirror and like saying all these things, but then it's like, it lands flat because you don't really believe yourself. I think yesterday I was thinking about this too, you know, like, I can get very hard on myself when I when I immediately start having negative self-talk in my head. I'm like, you've been in therapy for three years. Like, why do you do this? <laughs> and, 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 and it's so frustrating. And I think that frustration leads to hopelessness. And then of like, oh, it's always going to be this way for me. It's harder for me than it is for other people, which is kind of like victim mentality in a way. Yeah. But it's, it's all like a little train reaction. And... And then yesterday I had this thought where I was like, but wait, why are you being so hard on yourself about this? It's like literally the first time I've ever thought this where I'm, you know, I think because of the dinner that I was at yesterday, I realized, wow, there's such a different family dynamic from what I can see that from Mm. mine. And it's, you know, I think the family dynamic that you grow up in becomes the inner dialogue that lives in your head at all times. Yes, that's a great point. Love how you said that. So if you, thank you. So if you, if you are someone that finds it really hard to talk positively to yourself, like, did you grow up with that? Or, or did you grow up in a household that was always like, oh, your dress is dirty, take it off, change into this. Like, you cannot go out like that. You cannot do this. You cannot do that. Yeah, that's, you know, the celebrations were like, yeah, that's good. I'm not saying that was like always the case. I don't want to like, God, my parents listen to everything I do. And then, you know, they get mortified. <laughs> But it's it's about like what how were you celebrated? How were you not celebrated? Like how were you neglected? How were you like all of these things? Oh yeah. Be- no, I um become yeah, how you talk to yourself. Yeah. No, I, I had seen I had seen like a family a extended family member I hadn't seen in a long time and he showed me his tattoos and his dad was there, um, who's like my <laughs> uncle. And yeah. no one commented. No one, everyone was just like, oh, that's cool. That's what you wanted. I'm like, oh, wow. If I had gotten a tattoo, this would have been an international incident into my 30s. Never would have heard the end of it. Everything would have been scrutinized. And it was just really interesting to be like, oh, like, they're just like, okay, you wanted to do that? Great. It's like, that <laughs> is so different, right? Yes. What is it about tattoos and like in Latin cultures that are seen as so bad? It's like, I, my dad was also like, you got a tattoo? I'm like, yes, dad, I got a tattoo. Like, sorry. You know, it's just like all these things of like what make you fit into the you're good enough box. And then the stuff that doesn't make you, you know, like fit in and that makes you, I don't know, feel like foreign, feel like alienated. Yeah. Like, 
you know? Yeah, no, and I, look, I think like you're allowed to be dissatisfied if your child does something. We can relate to that. But I think what mm-hmm. then becomes problematic is the, it gets so intense where the, so the reaction is like, almost like you're, you'd be ousted from the family, right? It's like, that's where it gets problematic. It's like you, your parents could react. I mean, they're human, sure. But if it's like, oh my, we're, and it's like, okay, but this isn't something life threatening, like, that doesn't, that I think makes it confusing, which is like, if I do one thing, I won't be loved anymore. And that's like a hard one, right? If I gain five pounds, I won't be loved anymore. Like, and those messages that, again, that's maybe not the conscious intent, but I think that's how it ends up feeling. Yeah. And I think, you know, being accepted versus being rejected, I think that goes above, above and beyond dating. Like that, you know, like being accepted into a friend group, like being accepted by other people in general and being having the ability to like feel like you're liked, feel like you have friends, feel like you have people that care for you. These things are really hard. And I think, you know, it's it's so it's it's very much exactly what you're saying about what's the middle ground like what's the line what's the what's the place where like I am authentic you know what I mean where like I know enough about myself and I know enough about what I've been told and I can sort of discern it for myself and walk like in the middle that feels right to me and I think part of that is talking about the things that might make other people uncomfortable. Like, and, and this is like just one example, but a couple years ago I did nudity in a movie and I knew that was a big deal. I knew that was a big deal. That was going to be a big deal for my parents. I, I knew that. And I sat them down and I said, you know, you, you like, I know that this is probably a movie that you guys don't want to watch, you know, and that's perfectly okay. <laughs> But this is my career and, you know, I need you guys to trust me and I also want to feel like I can come back home no matter what type of role that I, that I, that I do yeah. and that you guys are not going to be like, oh, you're excommunicated from the family, you know. And my mom was crying and my, my dad was also kind of like, thank you for telling me. And I felt such an immense relief because that's a too much moment. That's a like, oh, you went too far. Like, why did you do that? That's not okay. And what are people going to say? And it's like, but it's not about what are people are going to say. It's about my career and my choices and whether or not I was okay doing that for that role. Like if, it, if I found enough reason for it to be worth it, then it was the right thing for me. And if it ends up being the wrong decision, then I'll would, I will have learned from that and I'll proceed accordingly throughout my life, you know, and my career. But that, I think that is major, you know, that, they, that ability mm-hmm. to be like, look, I did something that to you might seem like too much, but to me, it was right. Yeah, and that seems like a very healthy way you handled it. By the way, I feel like, you know, and even your parents, I feel like they were trying, it sounds like your dad was also trying to understand your perspective. So I feel like that's really, even though it sounds like it was intense, like, I feel like that's like a cool communication moment. I was mortified though. And and I think I I told my dad earlier in the day, like, hey dad, what are you doing later? And he was like, why? And I was like, I just want to talk to you. And he was like, about what? And I was like, about something. You know, I was very like, just, you know, and he was nervous, I think, uh, throughout the day because we are not used to these conversations. I feel like my therapist self is very like, guys, we need to sit down and talk about this, you know, but but it's not the way things work in my house. So yeah, it was, it was mortifying. But I think you give people also the opportunity to 
like really surprise you. Like I think mm -hmm. like my mom crying and seeing my dad, it, my dad kind of like be like, okay, I trust you. And I, you know, all these things was also like immensely expansive for me in my relationship with both of them. And also for myself, like being, being your own. I talked about this in another, um, with another person but you know like in order to see to believe when it comes to ourselves like there's no other way around it than like a different action like you don't believe it because you're always acting the same way so how could you believe in this other scenario like it doesn't exist until you make it exist unfortunately you yeah know, it's, it's, it's yeah. that easy and it's that hard so <laughs> that's that's great insight and and you know i was feeling like uh you know i think that as like a adult and I think what's hard with like adult children and their parents is like part of being an effective adult uh parent to an adult child is letting them have their trusting you've done enough right like your parents have done enough to instill good values in you and now you like are capable of making informed choices and I think that's what you were like reinforcing to them yeah. like hey I have made an informed choice you've raised me with great values like I'm not that's not gonna change yeah I yeah I mean I'll make some mistakes you know and I'll definitely sure. won't, like won't want yeah. to be like hey mom and dad you want to hear about this mistake you know <laughs> yeah but totally. yeah but it also translates to trusting yourself like this whole thing about like am I being too much because you you briefly mentioned how like even emotions can be too much and I and I see this in the duality of the characters that I'm mostly presented which with which is either like a very good like t like this character that I'm playing now she's very good she's very like she has great heart she's just like the person that does things right and she's a young Latina cop, you know, like she abides by the rules, like, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. that's great. But I feel like those are kind of like my options. Like I'm either very good that, you know, those are the roles that I get, or I'm also just like very bad. <laughs> like I'm just like at the other end of the spectrum where <laughs> I'm like, I dress sexy and I swear yeah. and yeah. I am a stripper and you know, like, it's like, yeah. why? is that <laughs> like you know it's like it's like one That's or the funny. other yeah well i think it, it, it also yeah i think it parallels the pressure people feel from from pictures from tv right because that it is hard to like feel like you you're, you have to pick a path you know like you can't have some of those qualities like all within you yeah and then it's like well which one am i i remember I remember, and I, I'm never going to forget this because I think that's what put me off from publicity in general. Like at one point I was going to meetings with publicists and I think by the end of that little tour, I was like, I hate this. I hate what these people are <laughs> saying to me because some of them would already like do their homework and, you know, uh, be like, oh, so, you know, you're like this and you're like that. And, you know, this is a little intimidating. Like maybe we need to change this so that more blah, blah, blah likes you and this and that. Oh, and I, I remember it was super bizarre and I think mm -hmm. it was very it was very curated like it made me realize yeah. nothing is real <laughs> and I I don't know I think I they asked me like what do you do like tell me like your hobbies and blah 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 and things like that and at the top of my mind I was just like well you know I, I read all the time I do this and they were like, well, which one is it? Like, are you the sexy girl or are you the girl that reads books? And I was like, what? Like, 
<laughs> I was so like it was comical, but it was also really disappointing because I think I was yeah. young at the time and it made me feel like wait do I have to choose and I think at the time I was like well I better choose the sexy version because that gets more likes and that gets more engagement and that's ultimately what's going to help my career and I yeah and now also part of the reason that I'm that I wanted to do this podcast is because no this is so limiting it's like now if I post things that genuinely interest me or that I want to post, it becomes like, oh, stop posting stupid shit. Like, post a picture naked and, and like, oh, I want to see your ass. I get I get comments like that. And, wow. And it, wow. it just like, it, it should blow everyone's mm. mind that that's like the norm, you know? But right. I, think I, I think I realized, one that I had somehow contributed to this being like the engagement mm. that I got because mm. of, I don't know, because of wanting to always look good. And like, even if this is a casual outfit, yeah. let me let me make sure you can still see that like I'm curvy and this part is smaller and this part is bigger. And, you know, and so it's like, yeah. I think it's important to take accountability for the things that you might have contributed and at the same time be like, okay, well, it's time to put like my big girl pants on and if I want to change that, do something about it, which is, hi, this is not it. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that that's like, uh, you know, what's coming up as we're talking about this whole theme is just kind of some sadness of like, you know, like it's sad that this is how, because I think the way you feel in your industry is the way like, I mean, look, me as a therapist feels in a different vein of like, then people think like, I can only be a therapist. And that feels very constricting because I've had a life before, you know, for being a therapist and yes. did other things. Like I did like public speaking and acting stuff. And like, you know, like it just feels like very confining. And I think that like, it's sad because like, I think these are the conversations that are important to have to like make people feel like, you know, you may not other people listening to this or seeing this may not look exactly like us or have the same life experience because I feel like you and I actually have some commonalities but I think we all I think a lot as a human experience we all feel like sort of like this duality um, of yearning to just be who we are without constraint and I think that is like what why you're doing this maybe and like I feel a little sadness because it's like you know I think that's why people come to therapy because like in hearing your story, I can feel this sense of like, almost like a parental, maybe like warmth that I think sometimes, um, even though that's not what I am to you, I think we can do that for other people is what I'm saying. You probably can yeah. do that for me, like in hearing my story, but sometimes we can't do it for ourselves. And I think that's what we're all working on is to provide that towards ourselves. And it sounds like you're doing that for yourself more and more. Well, thank you. That was really sweet. <laughs> but I, I am, I am trying, you know, because I, I think I just realized that at some point, even if it is hard, or even if you are scared, like, look, this, there's, there's been many times where I'm like, what am I doing? This is mortifying. <laughs> Why am I doing this? But then there's another big part of me that that wants to do this. And, and I, and I know enough about myself now that I, that I know that the terrified part is the part that's like, don't show this like other aspect of you that's more raw and it's not edited. And like, what are you going to do? Like edit every single conversation you have? It's like, well, no, I, this is me, you know? Yeah. And I think, and, and that is, that is mortifying, but I think there's, that's also really empowering because 
I've also, like, what you're saying, I've also come to realize that we all want that. And I think because we want it, we sacrifice aspects of ourselves to fit into a mold that we think is going to get accepted. Yes. And we do that with partners, but we do that with our fantasy selves. Like, you know, mm-hmm. with, like, this concept. Like, we, we really do. And I just feel like at some point or another you need to just say no this is actually who I am and it's like if you don't like this version of myself that I've kind of like awakened to if that I mean I know that sounds silly but it's true it's like then those people can go and that's okay like I think I think that's the thing about in general being like when you find that an aspect of you might be too much for other people like me coming on here to literally talk about that and like interview therapists and and talk about Mm -hmm. all these things like if that's too much for you and you don't want to listen to that it's like great you don't want to you know but I'm very passionate about those things and I want to talk about those things and I am ecstatic to keep interviewing people like you so it's like so I'm gonna do that because I want to do that that's authentic to me and I think that's the aspect of too much that that can be integrated and and stopped being seen as I'm too much and actually like no this makes you uncomfortable but I'm not hurting you or doing anything wrong this is just like who I am yeah, you're not you're not doing something to appeal to others. You're doing something because it interests you. And if it happens to align with others, then that's great. So it's like it's 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 like a different. And we work on this in therapy, right? Is like kind of changing that, right? Instead of like I want to please you, what do I want? And then if you are aligned with that, great. But if you're not, like I'm sorry, but like that's okay, also, right? I almost feel like it's inauthentic for me to just give quick therapy tips because I think that's actually the problem sometimes with the content with mental health is it's like, well, do these three things and then your life will be solved. And we know that's not that's not how it goes. And I think whether you have yeah. a similar story to you or me um, or whether you don't really, I think, I think the thing that we all like are working on is just showing up as imperfect and messy and like being somewhat okay with that. That doesn't mean I'm giving myself permission to do like, you know, destructive things, but like, okay, I lost my makeup bag yesterday. I'm still going to show up today, or I'm going to share a little bit that I had an eating disorder in my twenties, or, you know, I'm going to share, like, you know, you shared the little anecdote of what I said to you on about Instagram, which as a therapist, I'm like, oh no, like maybe I shouldn't share that, but that's okay. It is okay to have like imperfect moments. And I think that is, what I'm working on and I know it sounds like you're working on something similar yeah and no I just want to give you full um grace that, that was totally fine that was like it was it was not hurtful it was I was just like oh that's nice that she was honest but I I agree whole I agree wholeheartedly you know and I think being too much looks different for everyone you know like we're talking about us and it's a very there's a lot of commonalities with like being Latina um but for someone else being too much is something different you know what I mean like with Latina there's like the oh there's a crazy Latina you know and then like perhaps for the black community there's like this like oh the the angry black man or whatever the cliches are or like the things that like repress you from showing other things um like those are the things to work on as far as like what it means to be too much and what it means to like actually be yourself and like you're saying like too much isn't this isn't giving leniency to like, oh, I drink too much. That's just who I am. It's like, well, no. Yeah. 
Like if yeah, and I think look, there are yeah there are people that you know I think as I show up more and more as my authentic self and it sounds like similarly maybe for you is like there is a risk there is sometimes when people might not accept me and that's something hard like there was a long-term friendship I had that ended like a year ago and it was like it's still sad for me to even acknowledge but it's like I think it's like I had no choice it's like this is me this is how I've evolved I mean and so I guess like I can't modify myself anymore nor do I want to and I think like I had to go through like some loneliness and and finally people are more and more people I feel like are showing up that are more aligned with me and I think that's the hardest part about being all more authentic is there is loss that goes with that and like if anyone else is going through that that's listening to this like I'm with you and I don't think there's anyone unscathed by that but we have to trust that like we can't betray ourselves because then we become a perpetrator to ourselves and we that's what we really work on too in therapy right is not betraying ourselves yes I love I love that you said that there is a transition into becoming who you are where the people that were thriving with this other version of you like are no longer gonna accept that or want that or be comfortable with that or whatever it is and that is that is really hard and it sort of ties into the theme of the podcast right like oh really really fast one last thing it kind of ties in I think to loop it all together of like what you're talking about the podcast is like if I do this if I share more then maybe some people that wanted like the sexy pick of me or whatever might not follow right but we're like who okay you don't care and actually it's not even like and it's like but that's okay actually there's a lot of spaciousness if that isn't the direction you're going in a lot can come in and I feel like you're I was saying um off uh in a little break that you've inspired that like when you when i think anyone in your life does something authentic then it gives you permission to be like oh she did that cool Ooh, that's that's nice i want to do that it reminds me uh brene brown talks about that saying we don't care what other people think is not true like we all care we're wired to care we're human beings but i think it's about whose opinion we care about you know what I mean it's like if you just care about because we like this whole fantasy self is also like to impress strangers like when you really think about it because your true friends don't care if they come to your house and it's dirty or don't care if like you're like have day four hair or something crazy you know so I think it's like this whole thing about like being too much I think it also like too much for who love that love that well, thank you so much, Anna, for coming on. Um, I hope to have you again soon. And I, I loved this convo. I think it's perfect. So thank you so much.